0: Howdy, howdy, Matt. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Johnny. I am very good. Spring has sprung here in Cape Town, and my fingers are green. I've been working in the garden, trying to get my lawn back to a respectable color, and it's slowly but surely becoming luscious green, which is what I'm going for. It's just great. The kids had a swim for the first time last week in our pool, and everybody's happy even the birds that are chirping in the garden
0: <laughs> excellent so over here is uh, fall is coming we're still not completely there yet but usually in october the leaves will be in fall red and orange is quite pretty i have a question for you does your wife know what a a scrum is or a mole is
1: <laughs> she. it's a good question because I'm not 100% sure I would, my assumption is that she knows exactly what it is <laughs> so just for anybody who didn't know those are two uh, very distinct rugby terms <laughs> and um, usually when we're watching the rugby I'm shouting and screaming and she probably doesn't hear the commentator use those words <laughs> so I get way too into my rugby so I, I think she does but she might not know the technicalities of a mall. She'll definitely know a scrum.
0: The reason why I ask is because me and my wife, we've been watching this uh, Japanese uh, drama series about a rugby team. Well, obviously because it's a drama series, so they don't go into the technicalities, but it's a really well-done series. They've actually hired some uh, national rugby team player. And I was trying to explain to her these different terms and i was wondering how do you explain these terms without injuring your wife so i started uh, going to youtube to look up what a mall is to explain to her and then we ended up on a clip of the japanese team playing the south african team and then immediately i I was thinking i wonder whether matt's wife would know what these terms are maybe she at one point in her life she was you know prepping for her stint with the South African national team because <laughs> you can never anticipate, right? You can never expect. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely
1: not a rugby player, but I'll say for sure. Was that particular clip the one where we mauled the Japanese 50 meters to score a try? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is that, yeah. is that the one that you found? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah. that was incredible. A- that was in the World Cup in 2019. Rugby in South Africa is a bit like a religion <laughs> and a lot of people follow it and I am one of them. But the ladies generally, you know, my wife specifically, she she enjoys a good game of rugby, but isn't as into it as myself and, and some of our friends. But when there's a big game like World Cup games, or um, my wife does like to watch uh, every now and then.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, so now, now that we've alienated uh, 98% of our uh, <laughs> audience, <laughs> now let's uh, jump back to... Uh, <laughs> some uh, software buying uh, selling. So last week you made a big announcement that you decided that you wanted to sell. Any updates on that front? Did you Have you come up with a, a prospectus, a listing? That is a good question to ask
1: based on our last conversation and the answer is unfortunately not. <laughs> I've had a kind of restful week and um, I <sighs> Had a realization this week, specifically with regards to the sale, that I'm not in an urgent rush to get this done and I'm going to take my time. I'm still selling, absolutely i am still selling, but I'm not going to put myself into a position like, I mean, my commitment from last week was that, hey, I'm going to buy this week, have it up on a marketplace. And to get it up on the marketplace requires a lot of efforts. So I need to get the financials together, I need to put together some sort of a prospectus, need to you know, make sure things are all looking bright and tidy. And I don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself um, in terms of like pushing for that because at the end of the day, the plug-in WP discussion board makes me money, makes me $1,000, sometimes $1,500 every month, and it ticks away, and I'm not in an urgent need to sell. So my thinking around this at the moment is like I'm going to slowly but surely kind of put the sale package together and list it anytime within the next maybe two weeks, maybe three months, whenever I'm ready on my own terms. And until then, I'm going to kind of continue maintaining the plugin. I'm not going to add too many new features. I'm just going to fix bugs and answer support queries and focus on my other project that I've been very busy on this week. And that's been a lot of fun. (laughs) That's kind of my project that's been energizing me. So, yeah, the short answer is that no, it's not listed yet. I'm slowly but surely going to work my way to the point where it's ready for sale. And that could be in two weeks' time. It could be in three, weeks, three months' time. It'll all depend on when I feel like I've put everything together and I've had the time. And I'm trying not to pressure myself is kind of the short
0: answer. Another question for you. Hypothetically, if there's one person sitting across the table from you who wrote down a number on a piece of paper and gently sh- shove it across the table, do you have a number in mind where you say, for sure, I'm going to s- WP discussion board is yours?
1: Hmm. I do have a number in mind. And it is probably not as high as you would assume. <laughs> like a lot of people in terms of selling a business, it's like, hey, I've got this this number in mind, and it's like, you know, 1020x. My number is about 5x. If somebody offered me 5x at the moment, I would most definitely take it. That's what it is. Hopefully, I'll get it. Maybe I don't. Like I say, now that I'm not in a rush, and I've kind of made myself comfortable with that, I'm not necessarily going to Accept the first offer. Like I don't mind maintaining this thing for three months, six months from now if I'm not getting the right offer. So I think the question for me that I need to determine is what is the lowest that I'll go before I make a sale? Well, I'm unsure of that. And I suppose once offers start start coming in, then I'll
0: evaluate it. Good, good. So looking forward to seeing that listing come up and If anybody is interested, I guess if someone is just just want to shove, whatever, 5X, just 5X equivalent bag of cash in front of you and say, I want to take WP discussion board right now, feel free to reach out to Matt. (laughs) If you gave me
1: $50,000 tomorrow, I would take it. There's a number.
0: Oh, there's a number. Great. 50K. If you have 50K sitting in the bank, you're just dying to just acquire this wonderful wordpress plugin then uh reach out to matt (laughs) he will be happy to chat and you talk about this other project that you're working on so is that going to be where you put all your energy and or is that something different just want to understand the logistics of like how you're spending your time yeah
1: so yes all my spare energy so not all my energy all my spare energy left off after i am finished with my long and arduous contracting work day <laughs> will be going to sales back. But I'm trying to build this in a different way than I usually build things in terms of I'm trying to not do a lot of the work myself. So I think I've I've been building this, this project for about three weeks now. And I've been taking all the revenue that I've been getting from WP Discussion Board and I've hired a developer. It was the same developer that I had hired to work on WP Discussion Board, I pivoted that developer onto this new project. It is a WordPress plugin, it's a WooCommerce plugin. And I'm having him do work on this instead. So any kind of money that I'm getting in from WP Discussion Board is currently going into this new project. And when I sell, the total proceeds, so what I'll do is I'll take the... Initial amount that I bought the plugin for, which was $15,000, and I'll take that back to myself. And anything over that, obviously minus taxes and anything else that I, that I need to pay as part of the sale, will be going into the new project. So I'll ramp up development at that point once I get the lump sum from the sale, and I'm going to push really hard to on this new project. So... I'm spending energy on it, but I'm kind of approaching it from a product perspective and not so much a development perspective. Most of the development is getting outsourced right now to this developer that I've hired. But I am doing code review and I'm being very strict on how I want this built based on years and years of experience of doing this. So I am kind of doing code level stuff, but not writing so much code. That might change in the next couple of weeks. I really want to push hard to get a first kind of MVP version of this project out by the end of next month. So I might just jump into some code, which I'm fine with. I'm I'm, I'm definitely not against writing code, especially if it's code towards something that I find exciting. But the long-term goal here is not to have myself doing the development. It's to build a team around this. And hopefully once the product goes to market, it generates enough revenue that I can hire a little team around it and we can build it and go from strength to strength that's the idea
0: excellent sometimes we record these episodes and it's strikingly similar how like how our stories just parallel each other so this morning i had a first meeting with the entire team so i have this uh, local consultant that i work with he's just taking out a couple of hours here and there just to look over the high level architecture and doing code reviews and then i have the offshore agency developer also on the same call and i was just kind of there you know as the project manager i wasn't doing that much i was just setting up the call and just listening in just to make sure that the direction is is set in the correct way so the idea is to have just consultant that i i have a relationship with locally set up the tech architecture uh, for the offshore uh, developer to follow along partly is because despite that this person is a uh, is working for an offshore agency so I'm uh, her client but she is i would say probably junior intermediate and part of what I want to do is not just to to take 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 from the from the developer but is also to give back to bring her up to level her her skill set, level up her um, software architecture designs skill set. So the good thing is that this local consultant was someone that I've worked with before. Well, not like kind of loosely worked with before. When he was a junior, he was being mentored by one of my um, co-founder of a a business. So I kind of have that relationship there, not as a direct mentor, but kind of on the side. So now that this person has enough experience to mentor others i'm trying to set us up in a way and i'm paying both of them right i'm paying sort of one person so that there's a second pair of eyes to look over things that quite honestly i'm kind of rusty at because i he's been working as a software developer for different companies whereas i kind of stepped away from the tech a little bit even though i'm coding like right now every day but it's good to have a second pair of eyes someone to talk to i guess someone to brainstorm stuff a couple of hours here and there I think I'm in this fairly similar situation as as you are with your developer doing the code reviews not trying to do the coding but trying to set up a system set up a structure so that your developers can follow along so
1: yeah it's definitely a for me it's a mindset thing like I had to I had to work hard to get myself into to be able to do this and do it like so far it's been quite successful but by nature I just want to jump in and fix things myself and I'm instead of doing that having to just provide feedback and let the person on the other end which is my contractor do the work and it's free and it's I must say I've I've really enjoyed the process I think I could become very good at it in the long term and I love handing over work that I don't really want to do and um, having somebody who's qualified and capable is a really nice fallback. And it's a lot less stressful than how I was trying to do this before, even with WP Discussion Board, trying to jump in and fix things myself in the code and having so much else on my plate. Whereas now I can say, hey, there's another expert who does this for a living and enjoys this kind of work. Let me hand it over to them. And that's how it's gone so far. And it's good. And yeah, I totally agree. Our journeys are strangely very aligned in complete different spaces and industries and types of software, but (laughs) so many parallels. And maybe it's just part of kind of the journey that we're both on. We're on a very similar journey in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And I think it's good. And maybe, you know, a lot of our alignments comes from bouncing stuff off of each other every week through this podcast and conversations we have before and after the podcast I have an overwhelming sense of moving in the right direction at the moment, and it'll be fun to see how it plays out in a year or two from now.
0: Yeah, that's great. So my strategy right now, it's sort of happened organically, is to try to figure out a setup where I can remove myself from you know, the day-to-day and really focus on the customer and the product and... I don't know, maybe this is something that we that I'm seeing a pattern, which is a lot of the apps that I see, there are not really that sort of cutting-edge technology, right? We're not doing some crazy machine learning model, or it's just a lot of CRUD apps building, calling some APIs, having sort of very small innovations on the ux front or doing ux differently right and i find that if it's for someone that is non-technical it might be difficult to for them to just find an offshore agency because you know they want to have a more affordable developer so right now i'm trying to pair up an offshore more junior but eager to learn good attitude developer with someone that i know who might have a full-time job but they're looking for you know a side project or something that is different than their day job who is limited by by the time right because they have a full-time job but they can mentor others so there's a way to give back there's a way to grow an offshore developer and at the same time the cost is sort of manageable because you're not you're not competing with the local tech shops for people that are doing the absolute cutting edge, building new frameworks and stuff like that, right? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see whether this is a good model to work with. And I'll, I'll report back when, the, when whether this is a, a success or a failure.
1: I think it's important that a kind of two-way street that you spoke about, that it's not entirely about just take, take, take. There's got to be a kind of give opportunity here. And it's the same for the person that I'm working with. Like this person's very talented but through my experience working on like very high level enterprise wordpress projects for some of like the biggest tech companies in the world i've learned like a very advanced wordpress development skill set and i can immediately see the gaps between like the kind of enterprise level work that i do and where this developer is at but through This person working on a project with me, I'm able to kind of close that gap because I'm pushing this person in the direction of where the code should be in terms of an enterprise level. And I can see, like, you know, in some cases, light bulbs switching on with this developer. And at the end of the day, once he's done with my project, I don't want him to come away to say, hey, I made X amounts of dollars from this. I want him to say, Hey, I've made X amounts of dollars, but I've made more than that amount in the value that I've gained from being on the project that I can use elsewhere to, you know, potentially work on bigger projects or to get a, a job with a big tech company or a big WordPress enterprise level WordPress agency. If, like, I can come out the other side of this with, you know, those two things met, that the person got paid, paid, you know, a fair wage for what they did but learned skills that can, you know, maybe even 2x what he's earning now, uh which is you know, very possible based on what I'm paying him versus what an enterprise level uh WordPress person would get paid. If I can like move him to that level, that that would be a massive success.
0: Yeah, that's great. So for that meeting, it's actually related to one sort of bad experience that I had this week, which is there was a customer that upgraded to from a, from the free tier to the pay tier, on a fairly high tier as well. So they were paying ninety nine dollars a month. I probably missed misjudged and and missed the timing when I saw the the upgrade. I kind of thought, oh, this this is great. You know, someone is using it for a certain purpose. And I think during that time, I had a look and I noticed that there was some issues. It, it looked like there were some issues. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I kind of forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks later uh, this week, I just reached out cold and asked whether they need any help because it looks like there could have been uh, some some issues that they were experiencing. And then immediately they, they came back and said, I was very disappointed. I tried using it and it didn't work. And I expect a refund. So it was a very short message requesting for a refund. Obviously, it was very disappointed that I wasn't able to fulfill their expectation. Sometimes there are these customers where they will have a burst of traffic. Interestingly, these are customers that are are paying the higher tier because they will have a bigger demand they would have more messages that they need to send out so as soon as a whole bunch of messages are are sent out they probably have you know some sort of an audience or there's some way for them to send out this message then all of a sudden all these people would come to the bot right to, to the survey and then somehow it would cause some error that uh right now we are looking into and that's why uh part of the task is to talk to this um friend of mine, this local consultant to work with the offshore developer to start refactoring. And effectively, we're rebuilding a part of the app, right, which is the most problematic. Um, I think we have heard of me talking of, about this for a while. We've tried different things, doing the DevOps thing, trying to do configuration, make changes to configuration, thinking that, oh, that might change it, but it's still not solving the root cause of the problem. So we are looking to, yeah, just completely rebuilt this part of the app. And that's why it's important to bring in someone because I guess I can just form it out to a dev agency, but you can never really guarantee that they'll do things quote unquote the right way. Right. You you mentioned, as you mentioned for WordPress, you wanted you wanted your developers to do things the right way. You want to onboard them, make sure that there's a certain style that, that you're looking for, maybe there's a certain way of doing things. So it's it's similar on my end. The positive is that according to Liam, this is supposed to be something that would unlock a lot of value because apparently, like the original founder, Liam, he already tried a whole bunch of things to fix this issue, but wasn't able to fix it. So now, hopefully, this with the rebuild, we'll finally get to the core of the issue. And and it's not just bug fixing. It potentially could be us uh, changing some of the infrastructure, like whether we use Docker containers, whether... What sort of technology uh, we might have to use some other technology for a part of it to up for discussion, which is what, what kept me kind of busy this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty core issue that needs to be sorted out because it probably leads to less confidence in the product from your perspective and from a sales perspective. Do you feel like this is kind of an issue that's been holding you back quite a lot in terms of looking to... Focus more on, on growth and getting more people into the app.
0: Yeah, well, I was looking to, to grow. And then sometimes I'll get a ticket like that, right? And then I'll wonder, like, what's happening. There are other people that are generally pretty okay with the app. I mean, I can't say this is like the greatest app, but it does its job. And the fact is that, well, <laughs> it has this history and it's been working for a while. It's been working with a lot for a lot of people. And then it got acquired. So all along, people are using it. And It's important to, I guess, to remember that. But the thing is, whenever something like this happened, I just don't, it's just hard to, it's like whack-a-mole. You don't know where exactly to solve that root cause. And if that thing can happen, it becomes difficult. Like for example, yesterday, someone reached out to me. They want to use it for a sales use case. And I'm thinking, oh, I think it'll be a great time to, to try it out. But then I think about this ticket. I'm like, well, we're still kind of reworking some of the things. Should I really oversell it and dis- potentially disappoint this customer. So there's always this kind of balance that I'm trying to strike, right? I honestly feel that I'm under-marketing this app by a lot while people are signing up in a way I'm sort of I- I'm not really solving problems that they that they are expecting SurveyBot to solve for them when they sign up.
1: Yeah. That's something that you want to get past and you, know, you want to always be selling. <laughs> the more users you get, the more successful the app is. So, you don't want anything to be holding you back in terms of that. The same happens to me often when I get a refund. Like I kind of almost dig myself a little hole and the refund becomes a big issue and becomes like this thing that's constantly on my mind whereas I don't think about, you know, the hundreds of other people, thousands of other people that are using the plugin and are not concerned about the same issue and they are enjoying the plugin. So sometimes it just takes a step back or a step out of the hole. Just focus on what's going right and not so much what's going wrong. And that makes you feel a little bit better about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the positive is that everything is under my control. Right. Like the code is under my control. Like I don't need to rely on any third party channels to, you know, approve my ad or to do a good job at, you know, writing content. Everything is under pretty much under my control. I can look at the code. I can review the code. I can write the code myself. I can do whatever I want, right? It's it's all internal. That's one positive that comes out of this is that imagine what would happen once this problem is solved once and for all. That has never been solved for, this, for the duration of this application. From the beginning, it had this problem up until the point I acquired it. It has this problem until... You know, I decided to try it out, right? And to try to fix it in different ways. And then right now we have identified that, hey, we need to rebuild this part. And we actually started working on it a couple of days ago. And then today is just, yeah, it's just making sure everybody's on board. I'm very hopeful that once this gets solved, obviously there are like other things I want to build, other integrations I want to build, but at least there's someone who is taking care of this part the consultant and the offshore developer. And then now I can decide, oh, is this, time to add some more integration or get ready to do some other stuff like seo
1: awesome is that going to be your focus for this coming week
0: last week i mentioned what i want to ship is the roadmap which now today is the roadmap basically get this part fixed so i've had a couple of meetings with the consultant and today uh had a group chat and did some pair programming with the group and we will begin sort of broke ground right on this piece of work today and tomorrow i'll have another chat with a consultant to talk about another another piece which is not the reliability but the performance um, characteristics of, of this piece which is also another issue where people say that oh i'll i want to know exactly like how many people can go through the bot in a certain period of time how to scale the infrastructure so that's decisions to be made tomorrow want the second roadmap which is to figure out these uh, stress testing performance testing for, for the bot to me that's the one thing that the app needs to do <laughs> and to me that's the pious priority right now
1: it sounds like it to me as well i think you're going in the right direction with that
0: it's a long journey it's a very very long journey
1: Cool. So from my perspective, my commitment last week, like I said earlier, was to get a listing live. <laughs> that was way too ambitious. So like Johnny just spoke about breaking ground, I just want to break ground on this. And the first step to breaking ground on my process of getting WP discussion boards sold is just to put together the financials. So that's going to be my focus for this week. Just get a simple Excel spreadsheet together, list the sales list the expenses, and come up with the net profit for each month over the past 12 months. So that's going to be my one small step that I take this week to get this process properly moving forward to a sale uh, in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, that's all I'm going to commit to. Don't want to commit to anything else. And I'm going to be spending a lot of time this week working on my other project, (laughs) which will be fun.
0: Excellent. Is that it? I believe
1: so. Short and sweet this week.
0: So uh, I'll sign us off. Show notes can be found on buygrowwithpeat.com. I am Johnny Tong on Twitter. Matt is Matt Jerry on Twitter. And this episode is edited by our good friend, Rory Yonkakau. You can find him on Instagram at Radio Rory. See you next week.
1: Bye.